Seven Philippine Military Academy cadets and five officials charged over the death of freshman Darwin Dormitorio. Philippine Senate President Vicente Soto III slams critics who claim the chamber's hearings on the good conduct time allowance law have been politicized. The White House declares it will not cooperate in the impeachment proceedings against President Donald Trump. And the Philippines drops in the global competitiveness ranking of the World Economic Forum. Good afternoon. I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Welcome to the program. Seven Philippine Military Academy cadets charged with hazing and murder and torture over the death of freshman Darwin Dormitorio. Dormitorio's family filed the complaint in Baguio City Tuesday. Five PMA officials, including three doctors from the Academy's hospital, were also named in the complaint for dereliction of duty. We are saying na yung mga tactical officers as well as the three doctors na sinama natin sa demanda, they tolerated the commission of the offense. Kasi despite the fact na nakita na nila na minaltrato na yung si Cadet Dormitorio, wala pa ding appropriate action na ginawa. The 20-year-old Dormitorio died on September 18 after upperclassmen beat him up. He was hospitalized twice in the month leading to his death and bruises and, or, and had bruises on his stomach consistent with hazing. A police investigation also revealed an improvised stun gun was used to electrocute the cadet. We are praying and um, hoping talaga that the prosecutor um, will find it favorable na merong ano, ang probable cause para may akit yung kaso sa korte. As for the PMA, um, siguro ano, para dun sa, sa kanila, matutu, matutu, maturuan sila ng ano, uh, yung pagbigay ng ano, value sa buhay ng ano, ng kapwa nila kadete, most importantly, kasi yun yung parati nilang kasama. In other news, the Presidential Commission on Good Government will consult lawyers from the Office of the Solicitor General after the anti-graft court dismissed another ill-gotten wealth case against the Marcoses. The PCGG adds it will explore all possible legal remedies to pursue the case and to protect the interests of the Republic. The Sandigan Bayan 2nd Division cited lack of evidence when it ruled on the case involving more than a billion pesos or about $19.3 million. Meron ba? Actually, hindi ko alam. Sorry. Ay, meron bang ganon? Babasahin ko muna ha, kasi hindi ako makapag-comment at hindi ko alam. Ang sa akin na lamang, eh, talagang, siyempre, papasalamat tayo sa haba ng panahon at sa dami ng kaso, eh, wala naman palang ebidensya. So, after all these years, it's taken, what, 30 plus odd years to uh, prove our innocence. Last August, the Sandigan Bayan also dismissed a 102 billion peso forfeiture case against the Marcoses. There are at least 20 other civil cases against the Marcoses pending before the anti-graft court. 
The Fulby National Police insists the war on drugs remains credible despite the drug recycling scandal hounding the police force. Police Chief Oscar Albayalde himself has been dragged into that scandal. He has been accused of trying to protect his former subordinates who allegedly recycled drugs seized in Pampanga back in 2013. Despite the controversy, PNP spokesperson Bernard Banak says the drug war will continue to be relentless. He also says the PNP is rallying behind Albayalde. The Philippine National Police remains uh, strong and united under the leadership of the Chief PNP, Police General Oscar David Albayalde. And uh, this is despite the controversies, the, the issues that we are facing right now. Um, Individually, some have their own uh, opinions. We have our own opinions, but collectively, we remain uh, united, as strong as ever. And uh, the PNP remains uh, loyal and committed to our mandate to uh, enforce the law and uh, maintain peace and order and ensure public safety. Philippine National Police Chief Oscar Albayalde makes another effort to clear his name from the questionable Pampanga drug bust involving his men in 2013. Albayalde insists he had no prior involvement with the 13 police officers and that he was not included in any investigation related to that incident. He adds it was even then Police Chief Alan Purisima who redesignated him to a new position following his administrative relief. Purisima, who was the one who ordered the probe into the 2013 anti-drug operation. Just to make things clear, no, eh, yung po yung sinasabi kasi parang uh, parang ang notion kasi parang bit-bit ko lahat ng mga tao na to from the very beginning. Okay? So yung pong uh, oras, sir, uh, I could not dispute your uh, statement po na my report is actually in the afternoon kasi we rely on the report of our staff officer, sir. Yung pong opisina nila is way far dun sa opisina ko rin. And so, and so uh, kahit po dun sa quarters ko, sir. And uh, I think uh, of all the, in all the uh, Senate hearings naman po na nangyari, and all the investigations showed, no, in way back 2013, the case was investigated, I was investigated, I was relieved for, administratively for, uh, I was made to float for eight months for the invest, uh, investigation. And after the investigation po, uh, very clear naman po na wala sigurong nakita kasi I was never charged, Mr. Chairman. I was never charged both criminally and uh, administratively. Senate President Vicente Soto III meanwhile hits back at critics who claim the hearings have been politicized. Duterte spokesman Salvador Panelo previously questioned the Senate inquiry after it expanded to other issues. We just want to clear the air also on the issue that uh, this is, has been uh, being turned uh, to a political uh, scenario. Um, definitely you are completely wrong when you say that. Because uh, the, the events that have uh, been unearthed transpired in 2013. It doesn't have anything to do with the drug war of the present administration. It has had nothing to do with the present administration. So for those who are not familiar with the Senate rules, um, my message is that uh, zip it. The Senate has cited in contempt and ordered the arrest of Ronald Santos, one of the 13 police officers involved in the Pampanga raid. Santos failed to appear despite a subpoena.
The White House declares it will not cooperate with the impeachment inquiry on President Donald Trump. In a letter to House Democratic leaders, the White House counsel called the inquiry baseless and unconstitutional. Earlier on Tuesday, the Trump administration blocked the U.S. ambassador to the European Union from testifying before the House Intelligence, Foreign Affairs and Oversight Committees. Trump said while he would love to send Ambassador Gordon Sondland to testify, he claimed the envoy would be doing so before a, quote, totally compromised kangaroo court. The heads of the three House committees say the decision to block the testimony is obstruction of Congress. They have subpoenaed Sondland, compelling him to testify on October 16th. Text messages released last week showed Sondland was heavily involved in contacts with the president of Ukraine, a country that's not a member of the EU. Ambassador Sondland had at least one discussion with a fellow diplomat on that very subject of why military assistance was being withheld. We know Master Sondland was a key player in efforts to um, obtain a commitment from Ukraine to investigate a bogus conspiracy theory about the 2016 election, as well as um, Joe Biden and his son. Meanwhile, more Americans back the impeachment inquiry on President Trump, and some of them are Republicans. A poll by the Washington Post and the Shar School of Policy and Government shows 58% of over 1,000 respondents support the decision of House Democrats to start the inquiry. That's well above the 38% who oppose it. That's also an increase from the last poll, where, where only 37% said they favored such a step. The Washington Post also notes 25% of Republicans and Republican-leaning independents say they are for it. Meanwhile, because of Trump's action, most respondents who support the impeachment inquiry believe the House should take the additional step and remove Trump from office. The Philippines slips in the global competitiveness ranking, dropping to 64th spot out of 141 countries. The country held the 56th spot last year. The 2019 Global Competitiveness Report of the World Economic Forum also showed the Philippines sliding to the sixth spot among nine ASEAN countries. The country suffered the biggest drop in both rank and score in information technology adoption and macroeconomic stability. Singapore took the top spot this year, outranking last year's top performer, the United States, which slid to number two. Manila's socio-economic planning secretary, Ernesto Perna, expressed disappointment over the drop in the Philippines' ranking, saying the country will do what is needed to recover. Perna added the ranking likely did not yet reflect gains from the implementation of the ease of doing business law. He also expects the national ID system and planned amendments to the Foreign Investment Public Service and Retail Trade Acts to greatly improve the Philippines' ranking. Since 2016, the Philippine Dragon Boat Alliance has been competing all over the world, showing off their competitive drive to bring pride to the Philippines. This past week, the team gathered again in the U.S. to bring home some more hardware. Our North America Bureau Chief TJ Manoto gives us the highlights. For the past three years, the traveling bunch of the Philippine Dragon Boat Alliance has grown to more than 500 members from eight different countries. So far this 2019, they competed in Egypt, Osaka, Japan, and in Shanghai, China. 
This October, they reunited once again in the U.S. as they competed in the 24th annual Northern California Dragon Boat Festival in Oakland. Even though many of the 67 Pinoy paddlers flew in from different countries, they showed off their great teamwork and chemistry, something their coach says is due to the hard work and training. We prepared for this one the whole year round mm. because before prior to this competition, uh, world championships mm. in, in Pattaya, okay. the preparation for this competition I see. included this one. Okay, so, uh, for these eight countries who participated, uh, for this competition, uh, we send programs, training ah, programs. Okay. Yes, training videos okay. and training programs uh -huh. so that the synchronized movement okay. or of the uh, paddlers. Beyond the camaraderie and friendship, the team loves the competitive drive and how they push each other to reach higher goals. Uh, the most fulfilling part of getting everybody here is uh, seeing the paddlers paddle, you know, on the races become, you know, they they have become more competitive. At the end of the competition, the team racked up the medals. Snagging the bronze was Team Mindanao for the visiting team category. Team Magiting got silver in the Masters. And Team Visayas took home the gold in the Recreational A category. And we're getting bigger. We're bringing the message, the Filipino message of friendship mm -hmm. to Filipinos around the world yeah. by way of Dragon Ball. There you go. And so this is a good one. This is partly yeah. our mission, uniting everyone, uniting Filipinos. No matter how many medals they take home, the Alliance is committed to keep paddling their way toward what they call Dragon Boat Diplomacy, building networks and building relationships among Filipinos all over the world. DJ Manotok, ABS-CBN News. Some NBA coaches refusing to comment on that rift between the league and China. Houston Rockets tactician Mike D'Antoni and Nick Nurse of the defending champions Toronto Raptors said they'd rather focus on the game as they prepare for the new season. The Rockets and Raptors are playing two preseason games in Japan. Rockets general manager Daryl Morey's controversial social media post backing the pro-democracy protests in Hong Kong caused an uproar in China with several Chinese businesses and China State TV suspending their partnership with the league. The NBA has apologized to China for the controversy but said it is standing by Morey's right to free speech. Guys, you know, I know you have your job to do and ask questions. I'm here to play basketball and coach basketball and that's what we did tonight, and that's what I'm going to comment on. And and if we don't have any more questions, we're good. So, okay, you don't want to talk about it yourself, but how? <laughs> right. How's it, but let's talk about it, right? Yeah. No, no, how's not going to happen. It within the team, then? Has it impacted the no, team and, no. and the lead up to the, no. to the season? No. No. Well, to be honest with you, I haven't I haven't really followed much. I, I see a few things going across the ticker if, if I happen to have my TV on, but. Uh, Training camp's a pretty um, immersive time for us to get into uh, game film and, and training, et cetera. I have a lot of faith in the leadership of the NBA, right, that they know what they're doing and how to take care of these matters. And that's today's online edition of Dateline Philippines. Thanks for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino.